Hello, dreamers. This is Janine. And Stephanie. And welcome to The Course of Course, episode 60. We're getting much older now. Yes, we are. So let's just jump right into it, shall we? We've had quite a busy couple weeks, Mm -hmm. both personally and professionally. Yes. So I do want to talk to you about your recent workshop. You did flower essences. Yes, I've been working with Paralandra's Essences and with MAP, which is the Medical Assistance Program. So when someone mentioned to me that locally they were doing a nature walk and identifying flowers and they were going to make an essence, I thought, I'm going because I want to see what this is all about. And there was about 35 people there, which is a lot. And it was up in Topanga Canyon, looking over Malibu. It was a very beautiful setting. Did you guys just pick a bunch of flowers, put them in a cauldron, and do some witchcraft? What did you do? Yeah, we picked a certain purple flower called fillery. And each person kind of tuned in with the flower. And then we put them into the glass bowl, which had water and a crystal. And then we let it sit there for a couple of hours while we went out and did the nature hike. And then when we came back, uh, the way to make it into the essence, uh, you know, usually you have an intention and a little prayer and clearing and you put it into water with brandy and that preserves it. And then you can do other bottles. So like when you go to the store and you get Bach flower rescue remedy or any of the other kinds of flower essences, that's usually that first generation. And then from there, like my whole Paralandra set, uh, through my MAP program, I test myself for each week to see what I need. And then I make my own solution bottle. So these like little tinctures? Yeah, because they're in brandy, I would say. It's kind of homeopathic. I've seen these in Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. And I do know the Rescue Remedy because that's been out for a long time. It's a pretty well-known one. Oh, since the 30s. So there are essences like lavender or their essences like this will heal your bronchitis like well there's essential oils which you don't ingest and then there's flower essences and they're definitely different so um essential oils as you know like i sell doTERRA you can put them in our diffusers and you can also use some of them some of them are food grade but usually it's more of a perfumey kind of thing like based in an oil where flower essences are just, they're both very pure, but it's just the flowers and it's put into a brandy water that you ingest. But you could also put them on your pulse points or in a mist or in a lotion or anything like that. But the, the difference, the thing about the flower essences is that it works with nature and I'm all about nature because I feel like nature is healing and the science and the, the research that they're doing with this is that this is a new way of healing your PEMS, your physical, emotional, spiritual, mental bodies. Oh, well, I never heard the acronym before. That's interesting. And I'm trying to build the bridge to God so I figure any way that I can clear up and transform my thoughts so that my dominant thought system is the Holy Spirit's thought system you know it's a little bit magical but I feel like it's working for me I feel like I've had a lot of expansion in the last few weeks last couple months and just you know like out of the blue someone contacted me about wanting me to help them with an intern but it turned out they're doing reality shows so they're going to help me with my shows and then a right I happened to pick up a, a, a gal at the front gate gave her a ride asked what they're doing found out their mandate is psychological thrillers and I, I know a writer he's got a couple of books so I feel like things are moving I think once I committed to being in LA for another three years since that's what Art and Impersa said is going to happen 
um, I had to realign myself and I feel like the essences helped me because I really want to get out of here tomorrow if I had the money I would but since I need to save more money and since my job is essentially ending I need to figure out something else I do find it interesting that what we desire and what we want isn't always on the same timeline as what is in our script. movie, our script, yeah. exactly. It's It can be very frustrating, especially for both of us. We're more alpha types. We like to get stuff done and move forward and do our thing, and this is what I want right now. A lot of people are like that too, so I don't think we're outliers in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes the situation in our life has a completely different path to it. I know for me, I get very frustrated with that because there's a part of me that likes instant gratification. If I make a decision, I want it to happen now. (laughs) I don't want to have to wait for other things to occur. But I also know, at least in my lifetime, the Janine lifetime, that when things are right, they happen quickly. When things aren't, there always seems to be some delay, always. And I've now learned to just respect that. It's like if things aren't happening quickly for me, then there's a reason. And to notice that, that's that's good. It's like we're building our intuition. Right. So we can see it sooner. Right, exactly. And fight it. <laughs> you had mentioned something about MAP. Can you explain mm-hmm. what MAP is? Yeah, MAP is p- the Medical Assistance Program. It's a program for working with the flower essences on our emotional, mental, spiritual, again, physical kind of ailments. And what I do is over five months, and I'll probably continue working with it, you tune in with the Overlighting Deva of Healing, with Pan, with the White Brotherhood. I have a specific team that's for me. There's a symbol that you're given, and you use that symbol each time. So it's like you you're doing a phone call or a conference call with all of them and you bridge it like on a bridge line and then they come in and they work with you so for 40 minutes I just you lay down you don't move a lot and you say what's going on and the second I call on them like even now I'm getting tingling in my body the second I think of them I can feel them enter my body it's a different vibration for each one I can feel them starting to work on me sometimes I have big energy shoots that come out or sometimes I feel like I need to breathe or use a color or there's nothing you really need to do you know sometimes I don't feel anything sometimes I fall asleep I usually feel something but you know maybe not the whole way through and then afterwards to integrate what work has been done you test yourself for essences and then I get a solution bottle that I use for the next week. So I've been doing, I was doing it first twice a week. Now it's once a week and then it becomes once a month. My knees with the arthritis, like I feel like I got my knee shots kind of because I was working with MAP and it was time. I don't know. I just feel like it's helping me with emotional things. It's, it helps me resolve them quicker and see what's coming at me quicker so that I can deal with it. I love the idea of this. So if you have an ailment, it's a way to kind of let go and let God. Mm -hmm. And God in this case is the White Brotherhood and these other essences that are coming through you. Yep. And I have this appreciation and fondness for the White Brotherhood because I remember when we were both in Virginia Beach, Mm -hmm. there was, I don't know, Great Neck, some sort of park or something near where we lived. Yeah, it's right behind the ARE. Right behind the Edgar Casey ARE Foundation. And it was always such a, a lovely kind of magical place that we would go to kind of recharge. So mm-hmm. anything the White Brotherhood could do to assist me, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think they might be a spiritual group that that work with people. And there's different factions. Like this is the medical team. 
but there's people who are in charge of a library. You know, there's people who are in charge of science. There's all different departments within the Brotherhood. So that's pretty neat. I'd love to learn more about that. Yeah, it's always been this this idea that we've talked about for a while, but haven't really explored too deeply. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to learn more about them. I think that was around the same time I was kind of exploring Rosicrucians and the Freemasons and these different mystery school kinds of groups. One of the things I, you know, that time period in our lives is so special, but one of the things I loved about graduate school and being at the ARE is just learning about all of that stuff, that entire tableau of what do we call the spiritual buffet Mm -hmm. and learning about these groups i also find like as i'm older and you know more learned on stuff it all just seems like the same now anyway it all just comes back to the one true concept that it's about forgiveness and it's about love and god Mm-hmm. No matter how we get there. I had something happen at work recently where I found out that they had medical insurance that I didn't know that they offered it because no one ever told me. And it was a lot less, but they had to verify my employment. So then they called back like a week later and they talked to different people in the accounting department and with my department, supposedly. And they all said that they never heard of me and that they I didn't work there. And you've been there for 21 years. So I kind Bizarre. of panicked because I thought if my job's ending and I need to be looking for jobs and people are calling to verify my work and they're saying that I don't work there, that's a breakdown. I need to get this fixed. So I call my boss and I try to have a conversation with her about it. And the whole thing just shifted where I felt like I was being attacked because she was comparing herself to me when I can't see that when she makes gazillions and uh, I'm just trying to struggle to pay my $900 a month uh, medical insurance. I went home, I cried, I wrote my journal, I did my meditation, I tuned in, um, and in that moment, uh, I finally got rising above the battlefield. I was lo- I keep looking to get beyond the veil and just into the pure love, and there was so much white light filling my mind, like it lit me up in this way that I will never forget. It was brief, you know, it was under a minute, but I just felt like the burden was being lifted and not to worry, like I would be guided. And some, and like Maureen Maldoon, who was recently a guest on the blog radio show that Jackie does, she was talking, oh, actually she was also on 24th Hour Podcast. That's where I got it from. Her father, she had this story about he would say in the craziest circumstances, I'm the luckiest man in the world. So I started saying, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. The Holy Spirit has a plan for me. And I just keep pulling that in. And even though I don't want to make the world real, you know, I'm in the dream. So while I'm in the dream, I want that Holy Spirit thought system to be dominant. And how can I make it in a fun way? And then just like out of the blue, some guy wanted me to help him with an intern. I find out they do reality shows. They want to hear my pitches. They've got an eight, they got William Morris behind them. They have five production companies they work with. Then someone else reached out to me about something. And then I remembered, oh, he's got a bunch of books. Found out he doesn't, the rights are still available. So now I'm pitching those to our studio. And I just feel like all this action is happening. And I think that part of it's because of the map and the essential oils or the flower essences and you've had a pivot drilling in the course every day and like I just finished 
the audio and I'm looping back around and I'm already on chapter seven. Like I just constantly listen to the audiobook. Mm -hmm. The audiobook of the course. Yes. Which is a huge, huge aid to anyone who wants to learn more about the course or are having issues that they need to address in their daily life. It definitely helps. I might wake up in the middle of the night worried about something. I don't even know why. And I'll just put on my headphones and start listening to the text. It's been happening to me. I had mentioned off mic that I seem to be continuing to create a bit of a pattern at work where I have some sort of an issue with a boss or a coworker, and they all seem to be the same kinds of issues. It's just the faces change, mm. behavior sort of changes. So now I can recognize that pattern, but the next step is trying to figure out how to arrest it. I feel like it's happening now with regularity. And this particular week has been very challenging for me because it really was kind of in my face and and pretty intense. So I've been struggling with finding the best approach to handling it because I'm dealing with a lot of ego in my work. And uh, this is no different than anyone else. I think we all experience issues in a work environment. Mm -hmm. It's not the most spiritual it's so ego driven and when you have people who are more lower vibrating I don't mean that in a negative way I'm just saying that the idea of being spiritual or having integrity probably isn't like the guiding principle of some people in in some of these environments the gossip is high gossip is high and you know gossip and criticism and throwing people on the bus it's just very poisonous and I try to stay away from that but I'm finding myself being pulled in and the only person I can blame is me because I've created this environment again and again and again so obviously my lesson is to figure this out one okay I've recognized it and two to arrest it what steps do I need to take to stop being pulled in because my immediate reaction is to be defensive and want to prove to everyone oh no you don't understand I'm taking the high road here and I haven't done that but somehow I continue to create the opposite so every day for me it's been okay stop try to figure out what's going on get my bearings I'm getting better at forcing myself to do it but there are moments where I just slide right back in when you stop when that's happening are you in, are you trying to figure it out from the ego as your teacher or are you turning it over to HSJ so I'm recognizing that it's my ego Mm -hmm. gone off the rails Mm -hmm. and then I take a moment and try to figure out where I am from a spiritual perspective in what I just created great so it's forcing me to be accountable for what I'm experiencing every moment but it doesn't make it easier it doesn't make it fun and I was relating that Purse's last learning experience Mm -hmm. was a pretty rough one and i I want to feel that these things are becoming intense for a reason. Like I need to just burn through this. I need I need to address it because the karma of it, I just don't want to repeat you know again. What? Yesterday in that workshop on flower essences, they said that sometimes you feel kind of high right at first, but then the stuff starts coming up. But it comes up because we're ready to deal with it and let it go. So I think with the course on your side, with HSJ covering your back, maybe these things, it's the same kind of pattern, like it's coming up because you can Right, I'm now far more equipped, I think, to be dealing with it. I I just don't have the chops yet to to make it stop, Mm -hmm. which I'm trying every day. I have a friend who, bless her heart, has been going through some issues, and she has said to me a couple of times, well, I meditated and I've cleared the block, so I'm all good. And it's like, I wish <laughs> it was that easy. 
And again, these... My ego verifies right. that I cleared the block. That's right. And these <laughs> issues continue for her. You know what I mean? It's like, well, some of this stuff is... It's deep-seated, unresolved guilt from generation to generation, from lifetime to lifetime. And it's not that easy to relieve. It's that whole diligence of recognizing it and doing what you can to let it go. It takes a while, you know? I wish it was something that I could easily just meditate over and release. But I also... I'm really cued into um, someone else had said to me, oh yeah, I've done everything I can and I've forgiven them. And now I'm much quicker at, well, it's not really really them you need to forgive here. So, you know, I I get it. I get the course. It's just a matter of practice. And I think listening, listening to the course does help listening to the audio to kind of put you back into that space and now that i'm re-listening to autobiography of a yogi on the audiobook this is a Pramahansa yogananda book autobiography of a yogi we love him which is such a special special book for me but he also had been talking about the course before the course was in existence he had been talking about we are just dreaming he had mentioned that he will wake up and he's an attorney and then he'll go to sleep and then he'll wake up again and he's a midwife and then he'll wake up again and he's Pramahansa Yogananda. Everything is just a dream. It's just successive dreaming. It's so weird to think it's just an instant. It's just that tiny mad idea in that one second that we turned away and wondered what would it be like over here that all this unraveled in this crazy nightmare but then just in a bleep of a second it auto-corrected well it's sort of like when donald trump was elected president that was one crazy mad idea (laughs) so it shows up in many different ways you know no one thought that was going to happen all the polls suggested otherwise and then boom the impossible became possible it seems like it's supposed to happen that it's somehow tied in because it's such a great example of the ego on display I agree and I also get pulled into that I don't understand things like dishonesty and lying lying and then why why do we care though it is what it is he says something it's kind of like what's truth anymore one of the things the course has done for me is it's kind of made me question everything mm-hmm. like what is real mm-hmm. why is one thing truth and that's real and the other thing is a lie and that's false i don't know anymore all i know is what is important in getting back to god and Mm -hmm. how we can love each other but that doesn't mean i don't get sucked into it i read all the the rogue accounts on twitter rogue president potus staff or whatever these people are tweeting within the white house i get sucked in by that i find it juicy that ego part of me needs to be satiated and so that means reading articles that say our current president is a fraud and be like oh okay let me read more of this like why am i doing that like it's the inside scoop but what do i gain from it all that does is continue that divisiveness when the beginning of the new year and they always jay says you know look at everything the same i do try and do that sometimes we're like oh okay you know trump's the same you're the same my boss the same all the problems are the same because in that instant it's just all the same being expressed in all these different diamonds you know in this holy instant what i give to you you be in charge or i follow you certain that you give me peace i just want peace in that instant i think there's something there about just when things are coming at us like oh this is just another one of those things about the ego and i'm the luckiest girl alive because the holy spirit's got my back i love that i'm the luckiest girl alive i'm the luckiest person alive i think that's amazing got it that's the mantra that's the mantra yeah thank you yeah 
to Maureen Maldoon and her father and the story. And another fun thing she said when she went to Matagorgia, Matagoria, Matagorgia, Matagorgia, that place, um, that someone in the audience asked Mary a question about what books you should read. And the only book she suggested was the Song of Prayer. From the Course in Miracles? Yeah. She didn't know it was part of the Course in Miracles until fast forward 10 years later or something. That's fascinating. Yeah. So I started rereading that too. Song of Prayer is amazing. A lot of good stuff in there about the ego and how it tries to put us in jail and attack us. and Oh, the ego. (laughs) Well, it's like, that's, that's all this is. It's just more of the same just trying to keep us in that thought system versus the holy spirit thought system and how can we stay there when we want to defend ourselves when it feels like someone's attacking and to it, turn it over it feels like attack thoughts happen all the time they, they could happen at the gas station I mean, everywhere it's just like the subtle constant forgiveness it's like I, I don't even have to have the answer like mm-hmm. it's not up to me that's the holy spirit's job right. i don't have to figure it out i don't have to analyze it just let it go i mean i think it's good to look at it because we don't want to not we don't want to stuff it but i don't always have to have all the answers that's a big relief that is true and then subtly you know maybe those circumstances don't continue happening because the holy spirit's taking care of it on the back end see that's what i really appreciate that no matter what the holy spirit's got to take care of on the back end it's remembering that part a lot of this is remembering Uh, it just was telling me in the audio text you know you forget for a reason it's because each time you remember it strengthens the holy spirit's thought system it's funny i was mentioning the holy spirit to somebody a couple of days ago and they looked at me as though i was insane so i have a, a new person who's working for me um i'd worked with him before he's a lovely person he's from india and i had the pramanza yogananda pamphlets in front of me mm. on my desk and i thought i said hey do you are you familiar with him because you know he's an indian guru and he's from india and his reaction was do you listen to that stuff i go what do you mean he said they're all charlatans i was like well that's fascinating why do you think that mm. he's like um they just take advantage of people and take their money and i said well what do you know about this particular person he's like they're all alike mm. that, oh wow talk about painting with a broad brush I said, honestly, this guy is kind of important to me, and um, I love what he says, and I love his message. Mm-hmm. He passed away, 50s, and he saw that I found value in Pramahansa, and then he slowly started coming back around. But I thought that was an interesting reaction. Immediate, you know, he's just a charlatan without really knowing anything about him. I could see where that 1% in India that comes from money and is educated would be be somehow taught in that mind structure of oh yeah all those guys are just you know beggars and they're just on the street trying to get people's money or something but it's interesting that yogananda is not that big of a important being i mean maybe he is on the lower financial you know the caste system yeah the caste system yeah the untouchables and the the ones on the bottom that are struggling maybe they know who he is i don't know this is interesting because you had said something about people begging so this happened to me yesterday. I was walking down the street in Santa Monica, and I had my earphones on, and I was listening to the book, the audiobook of Autobiography of a Yogi. And my hearing isn't great. And I was outside and walking along a main thoroughfare. There's lots of traffic. With headphones this, in. With headphones in. Yeah. And this woman sa- stopped me and said, hey, can I ask you a question? But she talked so low, like a low talker, like on Seinfeld. So I pulled my earbuds out because I barely could understand her. I thought she just wanted directions. And she said in the lowest voice, I don't mean to bother you, but is there any way you can buy me a hamburger? And in my mind, I was like, um, I didn't have any cash on me, but I didn't think 
twice about it. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I don't have any cash on me. Good luck. Uh-huh. Put my earbuds on and started walking. And then I stopped and thought, why don't I feel guilty right now? I felt no guilt. And then I started feeling guilty for not <laughs> having guilt, right? It was like it was compounding. It's like, sure, I would have been happy to help her. And I probably could have gone and gotten some money for her. But I thought, wait a minute, what's happening right now? I was just confronted with somebody who is asking for money. And I said no. And I didn't feel guilty about it in any way. Usually I would have. So I couldn't figure out if I've just gone very in, insensitive. Mm-hmm. What was happening to me? Why wasn't I feeling guilty? And then why did I feel guilty for not feeling guilty? It was like the weirdest mind F. Yeah. You know? It took me a couple of minutes to like let that one go. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to prove that you're spiritual every time, you know? Yeah. It was it was a very strange interaction. I think homeless people, they're so, there's like millions of them it seems like in sunny Los Angeles. They're everywhere, always asking for money. And I've heard that some of them make really great money each day. I had a guy recently with his hand out like this with the biggest smile. I kind of made up my mind, no, I'm not giving him anything. But as I got closer to him, I don't know, I felt this love just radiating from him. I thought, you know what? I have $5 right here in my wallet. I'm just going to pull it out and give it to him. Mm -hmm. And I did. And we connected for just a second, and I felt like this total love in our eyes. It was really wild. But I also felt kind of like he was trying to scam, like the, just the happiness that was oozing out of him just felt like, oh, he's just trying to lure people. Like this is a different way. I haven't seen anyone be so happy before. Usually there are vet signs, and I felt so bad because they served in our military, and they've got mental illness, and they're not getting treatment that they need because they keep cutting all the funding. And, but this guy just seemed like one of those kids who'd be at Lilith Fair or that Burning Man thing. Go get a job! <laughs> I was at Ralph's a couple of weeks ago, and a gentleman came up to me, and I may have talked about this in a podcast, I don't remember. He said that he was in at school Marymount or something and he was there doing some sort of a study for his class Uh and he was talking about magazines he didn't want to take any time away from me it was just some sort of sociological study didn't need any money etc at the end of his little speech he then pulls out a rate card and asks me which magazines I want to purchase (laughs) it was about magazines that would have been the first thing so I don't need any I thought what just happened here right so i i do get a little sensitive with being scammed and i was i was very polite I'm, he actually said look I, if you don't have any money i'm more than happy we can walk over to the atm i was like okay for, thank you very much for your time right it's <laughs> so like the next week i'm at that same ralph's and here he comes in just buying groceries he wasn't a student oh. he was just a homeless person i guess who was coming in to buy like a candy bar or something Hmm. And I was like, and he saw me and he recognized me mm-hmm. and he made it turned around and walked away. Hmm. It's like that whole thing. How can I find love and kindness with people who might not be aware from a spiritual level? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of what they're doing. Normally I have sort of a slight policy that if I have cash and people ask me for it, I usually give it out. Mm-hmm. But then I have to wonder, am I doing it because I want to, make myself feel like I'm a good spiritual person mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like I've been struggling with that a lot lately like what is it with other people I also have a friend who's been going through a lot of financial distress question is well do I lend this person funding yeah it's a hard one it's a hard one I think whenever we loan anyone money we have to realize we may never get it back so well, we have and, to know. and that's my thing I never do it anyway because I, I know I will never get it back yeah. so I have to be comfortable with letting it go yeah and in this particular instance I'm not really comfortable with it 
Well, you're also working towards things where you need that money to do your next thing. Sure. Yeah. No. But it's separate, though, because if somebody else would ask me for it, I'd be like, here, take it. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's just this particular situation is different. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it in more clear terms, but I just feel like we are confronted every day with lessons, opportunities, gratitude moments that we still have to make judgment calls on. That's what we do. We judge. That's what we do. It's part of the ego. Right. And it's not necessarily bad or good. It's just something we have to get through. This is this is a false world. You know, we still have to pay bills and we still have to do things in this ridiculous dream that we created, which doesn't always make it easy. It just makes it a little more complicated. But having reread Autobiography of Yogi and hearing about his gurus mm-hmm. and how selfless and loving they are, but the reality is they clearly didn't have a job and they were brought food and mm-hmm. and they would beg on the street and there's nothing inherently wrong about that right and jay was his last teacher jay was whose last teacher yogananda's i did not know that mm-hmm. so jay was his last teacher like on his little altar of <laughs> teachers jay was one of his teachers well, I guess that's because he was the last one incarnated oh i see okay that mm-hmm. makes sense sure something like that i think jay's been a lot of people's last teacher. Jay's pretty amazing, but also I think we in the West kind of entrained to Jay because he's more of a Western figure, mm-hmm. even though he's from, you know, the Middle East, you know, where Yogananda and... I mean, there's Buddhists. Buddhists, thank you. Hindus. Yeah, so just culturally, they're a little further away from us. Correct. You know. Geographically. <laughs> you all, Jay, at least the pictures we've seen of Jay, whatever that means, uh, seems a lot more Western. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And like a hippie from the 60s. Like a hippie from the 60s, exactly. (laughs) And his name is Jesus, but although it was Yeshua, I believe. Remember when we first read DU and we read about the Jesus underground and we're like, we want to be a part of that. Yeah. We are. (laughs) That that was some magical time reading Disappearance of the Universe for the first time. I get very jealous when people read it for the first time because they're going to experience something that I've already kind of experienced. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I'm so excited for Blowing you. Blowing your mind just, wide Just open. wait till you read the, the <laughs> reveal, you know. Just wait till you really get to that point. Or halfway through it going, oh my God. I just remember it just totally blowing my mind. But I also can see how people could read it if they're not ready and it just be a story to them. But to us, we were ready. So it was like dynamite blowing off in our brain. All the books. All the, the books. Yeah, absolutely. But DU, man, that has such an impact, an immediate impact. I was just thinking of Jackie that I want to do a plug for her because I've also gotten a lot of help from her. She's doing a special right now for counseling. It's $45 a session. And you can find her website at uh, forgiveness, trueforgiveness.net. And she's also doing twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays a forgiveness radio show. Uh, she's had Bruce Rawls. He was just on on Thursday. Maureen Maldoon was on Tuesday. Cindy was on the week before. And sometimes it's just her and sometimes she takes Collins. So that's at 3.30 Pacific. It's just so a half an hour. So what's the difference between that radio show and her 24th hour podcast? Uh, the podcast, the 24th hour is more a video format through Skype and a variety of people, whether it's clairvoyance that help people find their lost pets or what's going on with their hurt pet or Mm -hmm. people doing sound healing or Kevin Ryerson about you know past lives and Atun Ray or the past life guy was on there so she has more variety it's more like in search of the TV show whereas the forgiveness radio is all Course in Miracles based 
Okay. And of course, a miracle's guest. That's good to know. Yeah. But it's also open worldwide. So anyone can see what's happening in the moment and go, oh, this looks interesting and tune in and then call in and ask a question like they did the other day that they clearly, you could tell, didn't know anything about the course. So this radio show, you can reach it at trueforgiveness.net. You can or blogtalkradio.com and type in True Forgiveness Teachings. Blogtalkradio.com. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Blogtalkradio.com. And, and it's free. It's all free. We like free. But the 24th hour podcast is awesome. It uh, is. The latest episode right now is Gary and Cindy being interviewed. Mm-hmm. And it was around the holidays. She's taking a little break at the moment. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, audiovisual that goes into that. There's packaging for sure in the 24th hour podcast. Mark or does all that from behind the scenes. Video cast. Yes, her mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a lot of spiritual buffet even in the course community. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing something now with Ken Wapnick's readings. If you went onto the website with the guys who do that miracle conference mm-hmm. in October around my birthday, I don't know what their website is. It's like, it's not Ayurveda, but it's something. I'm trying to remember the names of the people. Sorry, guys. Craig Villa something. Villa Brosa. He's, they're all on Facebook, but you could go to Jackie's website and find that stuff. I haven't really delved much into Ken Wapnick's readings. I would like to. I feel like there's plenty of time. Oh, yeah. We've got nothing but time. <laughs> Endless time. But also, Jackie and Cindy were just in our sweet state of Virginia. Yes, they were. And your mom went. Yes, my mother went. And she had somebody drive her, part of her meditation group. And they got to meet, which was wonderful because I love Cindy and Jackie so much. They're such lights that I just wanted my mom to meet them. And my mom just walked right up to them as soon as she walked in and said hello. And they they sent a picture to me. I think your mom going there was an act of love for you. Yes. For sure. You know, I realized, though, like this little underpinning reason if I'm really honest with myself, which is I was hoping that they could explain the course to them better than I could. I see. And it didn't quite go over. (laughs) Like she still said, well, if you believe that stuff, you know, at the beginning, Mm -hmm. and then the second part on forgiveness, they're like, oh yeah, we're down with that. But I don't know that they understand forgiveness completely the way that we've delved into learning the course, because if they still think the world is real or that we come back, they are not getting it. I had a boyfriend who passed away in 2012 um, back in Cincinnati. He was very much into the Bible, very Christian, a decent person, very Christian. And I remember sort of, I don't know, making fun of it a little, like, oh, he's so into that. And I was pretty condescending. And I feel, I feel guilty of that. But anyway, I've had conversations with him since he's passed, and I think we're all good. Mm-hmm. What it did do is help me realize that I can't really judge the way people view the afterlife or the spirituality because it's so personal and so highly esoteric that I kind of let people I no longer judge it my current significant other is very against any religion any spirituality and is very very judgmental about it and I think learning through him that it's just it's not a loving thing people can believe how they want to believe mm-hmm. it can be a little frustrating if we want people to to be like read this you got to read the course it's it's, <laughs> it's the one true thing and then them not doing it you know what i mean and then it'd be like ugh, because my family's sort of like that they're very catholic in that way it's like people can believe whatever they want to believe and that's true and freedom good luck to them you know what i mean i just i f- am so grateful that i found the course and i'm grateful that we found the course together and you know good for us good for them whatever <laughs> 
but it is interesting when people who are not really 100% into the course start to become confronted by it the reaction like why was I having such a reaction with my boyfriend who is all into the Bible what about the Bible was confronting me I don't know well it was the lie of the story that whole Christian you know but it should like if it was a lie then it'd be like whatever you guys believe what you want to believe it's your choice you know I just was so deeply entrenched in my own belief that I wouldn't let him have his right you know so that was a learning experience for me and that was before the course it was before the course for sure yeah yeah and that kind of seems like our dilemma is you know everyone's got their own idea of how it is and everyone's right correct (laughs) right (laughs) which leaves little space for anything else but it's kind of like what's right anyway we were talking about this earlier Mm -hmm. i I don't know anymore everything is such a gray area for me life used to be very black and white i i knew what it was and i knew what what it wasn't Mm -hmm. but now as i've gotten older and more aware of spirituality and stuff like that i'm not even sure anymore to me i am very clear that the course is the path that i'm choosing but other than that we're all part of each other we're all kind of working through this together and i can't really say that that person's wrong and that person's right because it's just an essence of me anyway Mm -hmm. you know that's why i'm saying things got very gray for me i feel like you know we need others to remember who we are because when we can accept that we're all the same and we're just part of the crazy nightmare dream then it just really flattens it out and just makes it meaningless right so then we can just say okay god i'm just gonna turn this over to you and you've got my back and i'm the luckiest girl in the world the luckiest girl in the world and i'm just gonna keep moving forward and on that note i think we are the luckiest people in the world because we get to have these podcasts all the time and we're so lucky to have people listening to us again much appreciation thank you thank you for being on the journey with me absolutely may we heal our minds may we hear our minds amen god bless everyone we will come back to you with the course of course episode 61 in the future good night good night